1: If I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action. That's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today.
0: Okay, Stallion. At the end of the inner circle, you left me with a cliffhanger. And I, I've just gotta know, right? So for this episode, we're talking about the seven cures, not curses for a lean purse. And in the inner circle, somebody mentioned, hey, I thought it was going to be curses. That seemed interesting. And you said, well, there was a time, I know that I lived in New Orleans, but there was a time I worked for a company and this lady may or may not have made a voodoo doll in my image. I got to know about it.
1: Tell me about it. Yeah, this is, I'm not proud of this, uh, but you know, the mortgage business can be super stressful, especially between the sales people and the processing department. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the, the processor is just the person you hand off the file, they're trying to get all the details done so that the package can be sent to the closing on time so people move in when they're supposed to. And the processors get paid the same amount of money if you close
0: five million loans, five million dollars in loans or five hundred thousand dollars.
1: Regardless. Right. Exactly. And unfortunately, there was a time where I inherited a processor that has was one of those employees that you know, just played the game like they did just enough not to get fired. They didn't do anything like extra to make sure they went above and beyond to get people closed on time. They're kind of like, eh, they didn't get the stuff to me, so we're not going to close on time. This is like Milton from Office Space. <laughs> yes, okay. and by far. And it was it was terrible. The relationship was bad. You know, when I have to get involved and have like a daily huddle with somebody to micromanage them to make sure we don't miss closings. This is a bad thing.
0: Yeah, you're you're not great at follow through. So if you're doing that,
1: I got to know you're upset. Yeah. And so you know the relationship is on the rocks. But when you walk here's when I knew it was really bad. Okay. I walked by her little cubicle one day and there's a little there's a little doll, like a pincushion doll on her desk that resembles somebody I know. Oh yeah. Dark hair. Okay. Glasses. I'm getting the picture. You know, devilishly handsome <laughs> with a with a tie and a little suit and there's some pins sticking did, out did, of it did, did it have did it have a phone on his belt <laughs> there was no phone okay so you were not 100 percent
0: certain but yeah, it was it, like
1: it was super close it was really close 95 percent okay so it has pins in it pins in it okay so you, you're like wait a second that it, looks way too close to me. And, and it was just one of those days where I was I was super frustrated, and I see that, and I said, what in the world is that? And her little devilish little kind of grin when she looks up at me, and she says, what do you think it is? And I said, okay, this is it. I've had enough. This is terrible. I, I storm off. And by the way, when was the last time you ever had to call HR? report first of all somebody's performance but second of all the fact that they have a voodoo doll of you (laughs) it was it was a first for the person on the other line of that hr but they're like flipping through the book like give me one second (laughs) like flipping through where's the section
0: on voodoo dolls (laughs) and how to handle that
1: (laughs) yeah that never happened Uh, they never seen that before and so anyways long story short it was a bad day for me but (laughs) we did end up having to let her go. It was a, it was a terrible, you did know, you guys have exit. to like
0: write up like, you know, discipl, uh, disciplinary behavior, um, voodoo and curses <laughs> were were present in her,
1: in her workspace. Exactly. And by the way, it didn't work like the little pins did not hurt me. I did not feel, you it. never so felt it. It, it. So her voodoo was bad, just as bad as her processing job. So, hmm. Anyway, just for what it's worth, that was my story. That is bad voodoo. Well, (laughs) unlike today's episode, we're going
0: to be talking about the seven cures for a lean purse from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's an amazing, uh, timeless classic, and we're going to apply how those seven cures to a lean purse actually apply an infinite bane and how you can use that if you're thinking about how to start a new policy there's a, a formula, kind of a framework, I think, that comes from this book as well. We talk about that a little bit toward the end. And as always, just the camaraderie, the going back and forth. We got to play golf today, so we get to beat up on each other a little bit uh, during that. And also, if you want to know more about how you can get engaged with our audience how you can talk to other people doing infinite banking take advantage of the seven-day free trial we have within the inner circle go to wiltwell at wallstreet.com forward slash inner circle that is the place where you can ask questions where coaches will respond to you and you can talk to people who are doing this who's on that same journey with you and also you can then take part in the q a that happens every single week after this podcast episode so stallion let's belly up Russ Morgan, and Joey Muray. Welcome into the IBC Roundtable, where each week we dive deeper into your favorite subject, the infinite banking concept. I'm the host, or at least one of your hosts, the idea guy, Russ Morgan. I'm sitting around the table with the best coaches in the infinite banking community. And to my right, my co-host, the Italian stallion, the man that's got the worst golf swing outside of my own,
1: Joey Murray, how are you? Man, that was the longest and worst introduction, but I'll take it because I did just whoop your tail on the golf course. So I do appreciate that.
0: It was it longer than the walk between your tee ball and your second shot?
1: <laughs> that was a really long really long <laughs> way. No, I don't I don't think I could say that.
0: Okay, good. Joey, we're talking about the seven cures for a lean purse. Hmm. And we're not talking about that fanny pack that you carry around with all your medicine in it. We're talking about the subject matter from the richest man in babylon yes are you excited to talk about this i'm today? all
1: over this this is this is fantastic this is an oldie it's a classic and if you haven't read it which by the way several people in our community have already said it's on their list so hopefully this will be one of those things that will encourage you why we we make it such a big deal
0: very very good book all right to my right we've got the man the legend the guy that was crushing golf balls today downtown ernie brown he really went downtown today. What's up, Bernie? Taking a downtown. Can I ask you a question?
2: You may. Whose game would you rather have? Choose one. Joey off the tee or Russ from 50 yards and in. Ooh.
1: Yikes.
0: The distance of the the ball leaving the club face was about the same. <laughs> oh man it was it was brutal if you're watching this live you're like you three guys have hats on and we literally just came in from a golf tournament today so we're we're coming in hot but let's get let's get to the other side of the table let's get to the man between bamboo our resident pilot mark haraguchi how are you mark doing good guys how's everybody else we we've we've had good days better days not bad days Bad hair depending. day right now. <laughs> yes. So good. Mark, what, what's your, uh, what's your level of excitement today on a scale of one to 10 to talk about the seven cures for a lean purse?
1: Well, I,
3: I, I, this definitely is there. There's something in here for everybody. I mean, you may not be able to check all seven off, but if you can get in there and at least find one or two, you're definitely going to position yourself to be farther ahead than you were before. Totally. I, I
0: agree 100%. Mr. Incredible, JD Hill, how are you today?
4: Uh, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, I'm hungry <laughs> and uh, I got to lunch a little bit late. So I've got a chicken sandwich over here waiting for me after the show and I'm really excited to, to dig into that.
0: <laughs> mm. All right. So, Ernie, would you mind sharing for those who have not read The Richest Man in Babylon and have not? dug into what the seven cures for a lean purse are. Would you kind of share what those seven are? Yeah, I'll just read them. Let's do it.
2: This, this reading and you're hearing from the old King James version. Ah, <laughs> nice. Number one, start thy purse to fattening. Live on nine-tenths of your earnings. Number two, control thy expenditures. Number three, make thy gold multiply. Four, guard thy treasures from loss. Five, make of thy dwelling a profitable investment. Six, ensure a future income.
0: And seven, increase thy ability to earn. Mm. Increase thy ability to earn, said Will. Initial take, JD.
4: Initial take is uh, I love old English and (laughs) I wish... You know, candidly, I, I wish we all still spoke that way um, because it's a very eloquent way of, of speaking. Um, truthfully, that is my initial take. Uh, beyond that, the, the thing that stands out to me the most about this is, I think, oftentimes we get so um, focused on the shiny silver object, object syndrome, right? And that the the keys to building wealth are so simple, mm. right? And and they're unchanging. Um, and that's that's kind of my key t- key takeaways from this is it's, it's simple. It's just execution. Mm. Good
3: point. How about you, Mark? I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Uh, there's something in there for everybody. If you can't find one of those things that at least resonates with you in, in what you're trying to do, um, we need to re- really take some stock there because there's multiple opportunities within those seven to find at least one or two or three, if not most of them, that can get you farther down the road to where you want to be than where you are today.
1: Stallion. I would say that this to me has kind of created a framework for some of the folks come to us and they say, all right, I'm, I'm ready to do this infinite banking thing, but how much should I do? Like, what what should my premiums be? And to me, it's really, it's great to have something as timeless as this that can outline for you kind of the roadmap of a goal of getting up to, and we're going to talk probably in a little bit about this, but up to 30% should be going to a system like what we put together with these infinite banking systems. And, and then even more like, that's just a starting goal. But uh, anyway, I, I like the fact that he, he outlines that in the book. Ernie.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking about this book. It's really good all in that old english difficult to read but one thing that i really like about it is i don't think that it is this particular section of the seven cures for a lean purse but there's one part one section in the book where several topics are talked through and the setting is that they've gone into some sort of an arena and there's a gathering of people who have come to listen to somebody who's really successful Mm -hmm. and they're sitting around and, and then and then He's sharing and then there's people asking questions. Yeah. And the questions are really good. It's people in there who are wanting to learn. Right. So my I love this topic because I really like this book. And specifically, I like the idea of being around other people who are sharing information and then having people ask questions and give feedback. And as I we were preparing for this, it just made me think that's kind of exactly what's going on in the center circle, isn't right. it? We got several people who in a few minutes will be having conversation with similar to what's going on in that book.
0: You're right. I mean, the, the author um, is kind of detailing an example of the richest man of Babylon. I think his name is Arquid. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but, and he is leading students through the seven cures, some friends, I think. Yeah. They they grew up
2: and yeah. Oh, we know
0: this guy, he became really successful. What can I do? And he's sharing that wisdom. And I, I think as a overall, this whole book kind of shares a couple of really important lessons and one of them that comes out and stands out to me is that a part of every dollar that you make is yours to keep now that's is so simple but how many people do we interact with on a daily basis don't quite understand that because they don't operate under that protocol because they, at the end of the day, they don't have all the dollars. And that's one of the rules. Uh, one of the cures for a lean purse is, is to taking that, the, the first part of this, taking the, the, the first dollar we have and start that purse to fattening, he says. And that's by if you put in 10 coins, only take out nine. But so many times we don't follow that. And I, I
1: love that for this part of the book. It's, it's just teaching those areas for us well, so th- to your point, Russ, so many people have been taught to put money in places that they can't touch. They can't get their hands on and it doesn't seem like it's their money anyway. In fact, um, you know, we've even had people on the show talk about 401ks and how they didn't even know that, that they didn't have access to their own money. It, it became somebody else's money at that point.
2: Well, so, so to the, to that point, sort of future retirement but also how about the 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 concept everybody thinks about when they think about paying down debt right save up a little m- money to the side and then don't keep anything from that point on just pile it go pay down those things as much as you can all of it and that kind of pushes back against that thought process as well
0: all right so i do want to go into these seven though these seven cures which of those do you resonate with resonate with most. So Mark, you want to jump in there? What's the one that, that sticks out to you that you uh,
3: tend to agree with most? Spend less than you earn. Spend less than you earn. Why is that? Well, it's really easy to not get yourself out of whack if you're spending less than what you're bringing home. Goes mm. right to that that his, his first statement, right? You know, if, if you've got 10 coins, you really should only be taking nine of them out. So you're living within your means. You're not overextending yourself. You're not pushing yourself beyond what your finances can handle. Um, and I think that's how a lot of us can get ourselves into trouble is when we do follow that shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome, you know, the shiny penny syndrome, Ooh, I want to keep up, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. You know, someone's got a new fancy thing, so I want to go get that too. But is that really in my budget? Is that, is that really getting me where I want to be?
1: Okay. I've heard enough about infinite banking. I'm pretty sure it's a fit for me and my family, Russ. How do I get started? Let's take that pretty sure and make it darn sure.
0: reason you do that is that you get clarity, Joe. You need to get on a 15-minute call with one of our
1: coaches at wealthwhitewallstreetcom forward slash free call. Then you'll know where you're starting from and where you're headed, and only then can you implement the infinite banking process.
0: All right, so go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free call to get that 15 minute conversation, gain clarity. But now let's jump back into today's episode. And I love the part when he was going through that in the book, you know, he was, he was saying that some people would question, how could I live off less? Right. But he said, well, not every one of you make the same amount of money. Well, why is it that some can live off of it and others can't? And regardless of how much money they make, it's the decision, and the burden is not on someone else for you. It is for you. I mean, it's that investment in yourself. JD, what would you say um, is the one cure from the seven um, that you agree with or resonate with the most?
4: Uh, I, I agree with all seven. The, the one that sticks out to me the most is, is number seven, increased ability to earn. Mm. And I, I think this is so often underappreciated and underdiscussed is the idea of learning and getting better at your craft right? And I teach my kids this constantly, which is that if you want to earn more money, create more value. And and I think that our society so much today has that so inverted. They don't realize that wealth creation is directly tied to value creation. And so if you want to earn more wealth, add more value and the market will pay you what you're worth. Totally. And, and so that to me resonate so much just because I love to learn I love to understand new things um, and and I, I'm always wanting to get better and sharpen my saw uh, or my sword whichever one you're using my axe right <laughs> but but it's it's how can I add more value to whatever it is that I'm I'm participating in um, and and that ultimately leads to creating more wealth well
0: you're speaking of someone sharpening a saw and and trying to add, add value today I was getting crushed by this these guys trying to uh, charge me way too
1: much to clean a tree off one of my lines? Yeah, uh, it, it owned him. That that was another reason why he couldn't hit a golf ball. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um,
0: Ernie, which one do you like the most? Well, you sort of talked about
2: this earlier, but the, the first one for me is to, uh, of all your gold, one-tenth is yours to keep. That makes me think about so many... People want to make a great impact, want to finish well, right? I went to a conference and it was about finishing well, Mm -hmm. right? But starting is really important. I've heard Mark talk about, it's not how you drive, it's how you arrive. I hear Mark saying that often, but how important is it for us to start well, if we're going to finish well, and how much more difficult does it become if we don't start well to finish well? Mm -hmm. And... I love that. It's the basics, right? And I think that's why it's number one on purpose, but I just love the idea of, okay, here's a start that we can't make. Here's something very tangible. Tell me,
0: I want a game plan. I want to know what to do. That's very specific. I like that. Uh, imagine Joey, you've been able to use my drive and me being able to use your short shots today. Unstoppable. 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 Somebody would have still had a putt for us, but yeah.
2: <laughs> so for Joey, it really is how you drive.
0: <laughs> he does need the help with driving.
1: Joey, Uh, which one of these seven do you like the most? Well, I think I'm thinking about this specifically in light of infinite banking. And the process of infinite banking allows you to, as he says, uh, one of these is uh, to ensure a future income. And so infinite banking allows us to do two things at once. One, use our dollar to create passive income today but also allow those dollars to continue to grow and subsequently be able to turn on a future income, uh, as Nelson would always say, at passive income time. He would never say retirement. uh, At the same time, you're building two assets and two streams of income at the exact same time. So to me, infinite banking fits this perfectly uh, because it allows you to do exactly what he's talking about. And I love,
2: I realized this last year, Looking through the Becoming Your Own Banker book, when he gets into the examples of these policies and the different uses of them, no matter what it is, every single one shows passive income being taken at the end of those policies. He's showing a future income with those policies after they've been used for purposes you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And my, my thing is, is get the passive income today and that one, like that's the cherry on top. Uh, we get our financial freedom today, and we just enhance it later.
0: Yeah, for me, the one I, I tend to resonate with most, and it's probably the reason why I sit here, is because the market dropped in two thousand and eight had a significant drop at that time. And the the fourth cure is guard that treasure from loss, and I, I I resonate with that because what we're teaching through Infinite Banking is building a foundational tool. A place that our principle is safe right that's what this this section is is covering there and that fourth cure is that you should not only find wise investment but more importantly you should guard that principle from loss that you should not put it in a place that it can lose and I, I think sometimes we've made bad decisions with money and we learn from those decisions but when we start thinking of if we can get our money constantly compounding and growing, that's one of the things that people always say, man, that, that's the real miracle. That, that's the, the, the beauty of using these compounding interest uh, vehicles through whole life insurance. That helps me. But also, we know that that money is protected. It's not only protected from volatility, it's protected from taxes, because when we have to pay a tax, that dollar no longer can compound for us. So it stops compounding interest. Too often times, we find investments that may have high rates of return, but if they're subject to 100% ordinary income tax with no write-off potential, it might not be as a good return as we really wanted it to be. And then the third part of loss can happen when it can be taken from you. And I think about in creditors, right? So there there are times where we're in businesses, and if we don't um, adequately uh, secure the business, whether that be from the way that we set up the entity, or we have some other um, means like a life insurance policy that has already granted that creditor protection. So I I, kind of resonate with that one, because it one, it got me into it, but also two, just the way my brain thinks is... Not only can we get to profit from gain, but also from avoiding loss. Mark, I know you we were talking the other day, and and it seemed like this one resonated with you a little bit as well. Well,
3: I'm 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 still on you know controlling expenditures. Because it it's just it 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 just makes the most sense to me. So because then it it doesn't necessarily. I, I don't have to worry about some of the other ones, right? How much is coming in? You know, well, if, if if I'm always recognizing how much is coming in, then now I I just control how much is going out. Well,
0: but what I meant by that, I'm sorry, I kind of threw that on you without context. Is we were we were talking um, around the the concept of this new um, Covitra Act. I don't even know it's consolidated reconciliation of a uh, joey i don't know whatever it is right that's all the appropriations act hr 133 yeah, and, I and you it. you you were kind of lamenting the fact that um some of the treasure that you had uh, is not available to you that like you wish it would be
3: yeah it has become uh just shy of a herculean effort of going through of speaking to my my qualified plan And then them saying, we don't know what you're talking about. You don't have that option to withdraw those funds. The CARES Act ended. Yes, I understand the CARES Act ended. Did you realize there was an extension? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so then you go to the company. Company, hey, so why are you guys not doing this? Uh, Yeah, it's not accessible to you. So along the way, other people got to make decisions over my treasure as to when and how I could access it, how and when I could access it. And now I basically have to go with hat in hand saying, could you please, boy, wouldn't it be great if you would acknowledge the piece of legislation that is set in motion that allows me as a U.S. citizen to access my qualified plan uh, and take it out without a penalty. Uh, we'll and and the, about that.
0: Yeah, if you don't know what Mark's talking about, we we did an episode on this not too long ago where most people did think that the CARES Act was the last stand if you will to get access to 401k or ira money and that ended in uh, 2020 but there was an extension to it through this new uh rule and it it, it had a little, little way. so we'll send you back to the podcast that we did on that but yes i mean you're sitting there looking at the the possibility that if you keep it in there right that you're staring at potential losses from what the market may or may not do, but also more importantly, the loss of the opportunity, because you've already been so successful putting money to work in other places. So the gap between what it could do and what it will do is where you're at, right? That And how do you guard that
3: treasure from loss when it's out of your hands? I don't know. I am trying to liberate those guys every day. I just got <laughs> off a phone call right before this with, uh, the The company Human Resources. And, you know, it's now we're petitioning the board. So there's a retirement board within the company. And they're the ones that determine what provisions you do and don't get to use. Um, and I'm going, can I get in on that? Do you want me to make a phone call? Do you want me to write a letter? Do you want me to plead my case? You know, what's it going to take? You know, I got a bunch of friends, they're locked up in purgatory, it'd be great if we could let them loose and
1: get them out there. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have to join the board? I mean, like the campaign? I mean, what's this, what's the story? Good night. Yeah. So
3: it, it, it really helped illuminate what some of these other things are that go behind the scenes that a lot of us don't know about. And I was sharing this with a neighbor who through the course of our conversations, you know, he, he's starting to see more and more like, wow. He said, I had no idea that there were so many limitations and restrictions on some of these monies that, that we are initially led to believe, well, that's yours. Don't worry. It's all going to be great and everything's going to be fine. Um, but then you start to you know pull the curtain back and, and you see the wizard behind the curtain, you know, pulling the levers. And um, so, yeah. And, and what was
0: the, the reasoning given to you as to why you could not access your own treasure? The,
3: the initial reasons were, Um, it was decided that this wasn't appropriate. And then you dig a little bit deeper and then you finally start to get to the point where the board made the decision that, well, we don't think this is going to impact anyone. So we don't need to do it. (laughs) But what they didn't see was my one lone hand in the back of the room, but I, (laughs) but let me. Yeah. So now that there's one person, one squeaky wheel there, hopefully um, because otherwise it was going to be pushed to the point of contacting the department of labor as to why mm. I was being discriminated against. Uh,
0: and by the way, I think if you, if there was a way for you to uh, inform the rest of um, the people in the company that this option exists, there'd be a lot more hands being raised. They just didn't know, right? They hadn't listened to the podcast that we we did on that to let them know that this is available, yeah. Good, good for you that you're you're holding your hand up and, and making them take a, a stronger look at this. All right. So as we get ready to wrap up, I do want to apply what you said, Joey, just a second ago. You talked about or kind of alluded to there's a framework that someone can go through as applying some of the principles within the seven cures to that in- Infinite banking policies. By the way, I have to. I, I'm not going to get this die out of my out of my mouth after after reading out loud to you guys for 20 minutes. But you want you want to share what that that means?
1: Yeah. Well, um, we're actually going to be joining uh, others here in the inner circle to go through an example um, and and be able to draw this out so you can see it in, in real time. But base the basis is that it's a 10 If you can kind of keep those numbers in mind 10% is your savings 20% would be applying to paying down debt and then 70% is what you live off and what you give give from and so to me what that really does is it 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 gives people a goal because they don't know everybody wants to know what are other people doing what should what's a good number to start with well my thought is is maybe you can't jump straight to 30% of your income because you've got to get some things kind of put in place. You need to go through some of the courses that we have on the automated budget and figure out where money is kind of leaking. But this gives you a goal to say, Hey, this is where I need this to get to. And I'm going to start with what I can. Um, But anyway, we're, we're actually going to bring uh, our our good friend Derek Zoolander into the inner circle Mm -hmm. and, uh, and do a case study on him uh, to show how we actually set up policies to accommodate this Mm, blue steel coming at you (laughs) i love it and by the way if you're not a part of the inner circle you're going to miss out on this conversation so don't hesitate it's a free trial as it is seven day free trial Um, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner
4: circle we would love to have you be a part of this
0: all right so as we wrap up here i'd love to get final thoughts jd yeah
4: final thoughts are uh val We'll be guarding thy treasure from loss, uh, and thou will be working hard and endeavoring to continue to talk like this going forward. <laughs> what, what pronoun is thou?
0: <laughs> is that a singular or plural pronoun?
4: Yes. Are you yes. going to start
0: putting thou behind your name? Thou. thou and die.
2: Ernie. I don't know how to follow that. Thou digress. Thou is digressist. (laughs) For me, I'm thinking, what's the point? What's the purpose? What are we trying to accomplish here? This book, The Richest Man in Babylon, this is some insight. These are some practices. This is a pathway. And there's so many connections here to what people are doing with IBC, the, the process of using money. Now we can add a framework of got this money. I want to use it. How do I use it in this framework? This 10, 20, 70 that we're about to break down, I think is super helpful. How about
0: you, Mark?
3: I think if you're, if you're just looking for uh, all of us, right? Everybody needs a start point. I mean, obviously we always talk about, well, we need to know where we're trying to get to. So we know how to pack to get there. If you're struggling and you're trying to figure out, you know, just a basic, okay, how can I get started? Well, here you go. Steps one through seven, start thy purse to fattening control thy expenditures, make thy gold multiply. And you go through those. And I I think Joey's point was good is you may not be ready to start with your 30% just yet. You may not be ready to do all seven of these, but if you take a look at these seven, you can easily find one, two, or a couple of them that you can start implementing today to get you moving down the road to be where you want to be quicker. Joseph.
1: I'm gonna gonna end where we started and just bring it back to the, the simplistic nature of this book and the simplistic nature of building wealth. It is super easy. Like it's a simple process. And if you've been overwhelmed, like thinking about, okay, I see people seeking financial freedom. I know I want that, but it just seems like it's overwhelming. Hopefully today you can walk away and say, man, this is a lot simpler. And number two, infinite banking as a part of your plan makes this like so many of these things possible and simple, right? You don't have to figure out the vehicle. It's already there. You just need a coach to kind of walk you through it. And I want to, you know, just put a plug in for these guys. You hear them every week on this round table and our coaches are phenomenal. So you need to get a call with them. You need to go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And set up a 15-minute call and start walking through some of these things to get to to setting up your system and then get to your own financial freedom. So just keep it simple.
0: Well, I think that's one of the points from Guard That Treasure From Loss. And I know that was the one that I kind of resonated with the most. But it it said that we should be better uh, to consult the wisdom of those that are experienced in handling of money and those that can give us um, feedback into our own situations. And I think that that's what that free call is there for. It's to help someone have clarity into their situation and also to then use the tools and the courses and the the things that we've been building for so long and the experience of so many of our community members. That's the reason to be a part of this inner circle is to hear what other people are doing and to see and be able to talk with them We get to share some of them from time to time on the podcast, but there's just so much value in there and to be encouraged by those. So if if you learn nothing from anything else in this is that you can do this. All you need to do is just take one step, put one foot before the other, and you can get there. So as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you. Have an amazing day. This has been the wealth without wall street podcast.